first thing is um, Kiorana, and you have to say it back to me. Kiorana? Kiorana. Okay, so that maunga or that mountain that you're looking at is called Pikorangi in Rotunga. And actually, I'm officially part of the whānau called uh, the Cook Islands. So if you know where the Cook Islands are, I'm going to press my little button. Oh, no, there was a bell to say I'm here. This is my daughter, Ha Koko. And when we're talking about collaboration, and when we're talking about our past, or when we're talking about our whānau, in a, in a rounded way, there was a lot of affirmation going on this morning for me and for my people because it's just actually giving affirmation about our intellectualism, it's giving uh, affirmation about our navigation skills because unfortunately, unfortunately, in Aotearoa and in the islands, we have the huge suicide rate. And I use my art and cookie and the crew as a vehicle to get everyone to talk to each other. And unfortunately, our people, our indigenous people, and we have the highest stats as far as suicide goes. We have the highest stats of in prison of our people. And when I start looking back and figure out where did it all start, where did this disposition start. So I'm starting with, uh, that is my uh, nanny there, uh, Mary Witchman. She's from uh, Raiatia, from Opua, Tapotopatia. That's our marae. And um, my daughter here, I take her on this journey back to Rotonga just to check our whakapapa because in our whakapapa, our family genealogy is really important. From a Western perspective, yes, you've got the family album. But from our perspective, we talk about our past and our family. How are we related to these people? And when um, Tupaya came on, uh, came to uh, light when Anne Salmon wrote that amazing book called The Trial of the Cannibal Dog. I, um, I'm actually not a very good reader, but George Nuku actually threw me this book and said, Tuffery, you need to read this. This is really important. Because I have dyslexia, it's, uh, I actually smashed this book in one day, and I couldn't believe it because it was the very first book I actually smashed out. But what got me um, excited was this character called Tupaya. And Tupaya was from Araiatia Takapuatia. And that just gave me a whole lot of, uh, opened up my mind, and actually I started talking to the tamariki, because I worked with a lot of at-risk uh, tamariki back at home, when I'm talking about tamariki, youth, who don't know themselves. And the sad part is, yes, our language is actually taken a real big hit, especially in the Gardens, because of tourism. And so basically, I'm so envious of my daughter because she does, does the reo, we speak Samoan, and that's why we're trying to strengthen and that's why this document, when I came up to the exhibition, I was actually overwhelmed, overwhelmed about these taonga in front of you, talking to each other, and actually those are the cues that actually uh, gave me the inspiration to actually talk about this relationship, this beautiful relationship between Parkinson. Now I'm just going to show you, um, so here's Morapunga. This is where my biological father's from. And my nanny's from, uh, from uh, Raiatia. And then my mum, my biological mum, is from Samoa. So basically when you go to the supermarket, and you go and you look at the fruit salad, that is my uh, makeup. <laughs> and, I talk, and I talked about it to our tamariki, especially our indigenous ones, 
about their DNA and how special they are because we get pounded from this perspective about our education. But the great thing about art and the history actually helps give them information about who they are. There's a lot of our people living here in Australia that don't know themselves. This is art here. This is actually my Hawaii. And then I always joke about when I was uh, going backwards and forwards to Tahiti, I always see the uh, Tangata Whenua from home from Aotearoa turning up there, doing their ritual about you know, where they descend from. We talk about this canoe. This is basically like the Dubai or the LA, and I'm going to keep it in simple terms, of the departure lounge uh, going out to the Pacific. This marae still has that energy there, and uh, you know you have this whare back in Aotearoa, but basically this is our marae, and in Samoa we call it a marae. It's the energy centre. And when you uh, go to a special place like this, I always, and I call it a USB stick, was the stone. Because all the objects around this museum, I go around to these museums and they are USB sticks. They are spiritual and they're still alive. And when we go to these particular places, we always take a stone with us and we leave it there. Here in the middle here is the scent of Tupaya. This is one of his whanau. We were interviewing, uh, it was a three-part documentary on Tupaya. And this is one of the descendants here. This is Tupaya's, uh, one of his whanau. And over here is uh, Paul Tapsell, who's actually a specialist from the Māori perspective on Tupaya. And we were discussing what does that name Tupaya mean? And when we came there, we had different interpretations, and I'm not going to mention it, but we had different interpretations from other people what that name meant. But when we got affirmation, we arrived at Tapatuatea and went to step forward. And there's all these little things I'm still learning, and this is the great thing about this exhibition. I'm thinking, uh, the great thing about this exhibition is just giving that affirmation. It's giving some answers. Actually, when we were walking around yesterday with uh, Sam Neill, I think he was overloaded with information. And I woke up with a massive headache this morning because I was overloaded with information. More stuff. That's probably one of my proudest moments is actually interacting with the locals because the important thing about this documentary was to listen. To listen to what the locals had to say. Yes, we had that perspective from the West. We've heard those stories from the journals. But you must remember, in our language, how we say it, it has a different perspective. It has a different way of actually seeing things. And this is just like, uh, again, the importance of language. A normal day in Tahiti. Out there fishing, this is when the uh, seven waka uh, arrived from the Galapagos. And again, we were there as the film crew welcome these seven canoes who have done the survey going all the way to San Francisco, come down the coast of Latin America, and then come across the Galapagos. They have been out at sea for about seven months when we met these guys in Titi. And again, talking about that sophisticated size. Yes, we talk about Cookie, but on that voyage, Tupai was trying to encourage Cookie to go up to Tonga and then come down. In this documentary, we talked about, I uh, interviewed a, uh, a guy called Greg Fakitaki Brightwell, who has sailed from Tahiti back to Aotearoa. 
And he was talking, he was laughing about the technology of those boats. And then again, here's the contemporary version or affirmation about that other side of it, like navigation, star navigation, wayfinding. And this is the, now the new schools, the mobile schools. Now, I'm, I'm a big fan of teaching. I love my teaching, and I think the collaboration and what's inspired me is this relationship between Parkinson and Tupaya. And when they started creating this watercolour together at Kotakura, uh, that for me was the first step and the first collaboration. This is in Uwa and Holika Bay, and this is called Tupaya's Cave. And then he left his little tag up there. This is still controversial. We were looking for his tag. And there's been a, a lot of discussion about the picture graphs that were left in this cave. I tried to ring the guys that actually recorded this, uh, the picture graph uh, in this area, but uh, I had no luck. So I've been trying to get people to come and date this and carbon date this piece. This is when uh, Parkinson, Solander, Spalding, Doing that, uh, had that time there just in that little space there where Tupaya was able to exchange information. Oputama and Uwawa and Tolika Bay. And this is what I do I do these little visual responses, especially on tapa and tapa cloth, the significance. Because when that tapa cloth appeared, they were willing to trade with it. It was actually something, yeah. Spring. Now this is a collaboration between the uh, Hawiti people and we've just been in Tolika Bay. And this is actually a response. Uh, um, I always talk about that the very first Polynesian to take the first photograph with the watercolour alongside with Parkinson's, this beautiful young man. And for me that is the first transition, this is the first recorded transition, transaction between trade this piece of tapa, but where did they learn this from? And here's Tupaya recording that, that very moment on a hill. And when, we, uh, when I talk about using the hill, we're combing through the history. And when we went to the British Museum, we actually got to see this hill with a comb. Now, this is an interesting bit. Um, and again, a description of the hole in the wall, and I won't use that other word, interesting work but uh, it's the Maori interpretation of it. <laughs> this is the whole series we're talking about the transit of Venus, the carving that actually ended up in Tabun. Parkinson's collaboration uh, uh, with Tupaya, <coughs> the fauna that were actually collected, the transit of Venus, the feki, the octopus, because actually that section grew from the school of philosophy. Rahiatia is actually the centre you watch the tentacles go out, they went in all in different directions. The whole wall. And I'm right into minims. I, I mean, uh, the minims for me are facts. And basically, I don't just draw on the paper, I use shells or from those minim sites where they went just to prove a point. And I record, like, do illustrations on these uh, shells because at the bottom of those hills where Tupaya's cave was, there's this beautiful minute just below the cave and on the opposite side. 
not dinner. And again, I'm using shells as a metaphor. And this is a piece that we've done in Wellington. It was talking about Kumututu, uh, what was going on in that area, to remind us human beings about our littering. <laughs> Nighttime shot. I'm using different vehicles on purpose because I'm not talking about this generation that I'm steering at right now. I'm talking about the younger ones. And I'm trying to create this conversation about fire and cooking and Parkinson. Jandals, yes, now it's the state of our ocean. They recorded it then, how it was. Now we have this huge plastic problem. At the moment, I'm working on this project with these scientists and actually looking at the, pelagic, the state of our pelagic birds in Aotearoa and the Pacific. There's a big giant conch shell with jandals. <laughs> and again, the storyboards, what I do is create these storyboards to create these conversations, especially for our communities. And again, I started using these metaphors, and as you walk up the stairs, you walk up the stairs, you see this fish, these items in his ear, and there's no illustration of to fire. Some people say there is. So what I did is I started using metaphors or little symbols uh, in Cookie's ear, and that was to fire, trying to talk to him, give him direction. And then I did the tinny pipi, uh, the kumpit uh, cow. This is when uh, his taking his stop, uh, when Cookie came back on the last voyage, he just dropped the stop off, almost. So what I did is I repatriated the, uh, the actual can, the corned beef can, into these illustrations to actually how much the landscape had changed, what was going on at that time. There was a whole animation series. These, I mean, people are trying to think, what the hell is the connection between the bull, cookie, and uh, our people now? But if it's the state of our health. I mean, in Samoa, we have the highest stat as far as diabetes go because of processed food. Smash them up, the cannons. And again, this is a performance piece. So I make these beautiful, big, huge pieces of uh, balls, and then I smash them up to get the people talking to each other. This is up in Brisbane. My cookie series, the first 15, there's 15 different personalities, 15 different personalities in the Cook Islands. There's 15 different islands. There's a whole different series. And again, I was trying to create like little scenes where you know they, they had the cell phone, you know, there were there, and who was there, and it was interesting listening to, um, to the Tom, uh, the Tonga lady this morning, and she was talking about this. Uh, we call it the, uh, the Twinga, and then I was actually, and again, that who was there, and I said there was a lot of interaction between Fiki, Samoa, and Tonga, so I was talking about the diversity of people that were there. Again, responding to the tapa, looking at the uh, side profiles. This is up at Waiheke when I created this whole series when Cookie passed Waiheke Island. That was the next BP station. So the BP stations I'm talking about is coming from Tahiti, coming all the way down to Rorotonga. Uh, Rorotonga is the next BP station you stop off and then back uh, down to Aotearoa at uh, Waiheke Island. So this is a piece in acknowledgement to one of our captains at the Marae at uh, Waiheke Island. And again, the stone. The stone here is actually from our village. 
And again, looking at the state of the fish, where we are now. And I was looking at like uh, how people have actually just colonized, just, I was working up in Solomon Islands and actually I was quite disgusted what actually the, the fishing practices, I actually worked up in Solomon Islands, up in the rainforest for almost eight years, on and off. And I saw these huge fishing factories coming through the Solomon Islands. And again, my job, and I felt, was to record what is actually happening now. We do these performance pieces, like again, this has got actually a smoker inside it. It's always a community, uh, we always work together as a community when we do these performances. Painting series again on the shelves, so that was the next stage. Print series, and again, the shells, actually those lines are like tree rings. They tell a story. There's a story behind them. A mechanical turtle. And again, these are three-dimensional images because that was I was so overwhelmed when I walked through that exhibition yesterday. And I was looking at all the illustrations. And what I've done is just taking those images and I've made them three-dimensionally by talking about now. That's Papa and Mark will remember this. Uh, basically, we went... So we did first contact, and so what I did is basically went for the, um, the collection and I wanted to turn to Papa inside out because a lot of us don't get the chance to actually look at the collection in the back stores. So what I basically did is got a whole crew, that's what I love this collaboration, using Cookie as the base, basically photographed, documented, and we did a whole lot of animation. These pieces, and this is the uh, this is the best story here because basically we had these wow, and uh, we wanted to we wanted to play them because we wanted to hear the sound, and I had to get uh, a specialist uh, automobile come down and uh, test drive these pieces from the papa, and then I had the audacity to say I want to take them outside and use them as part of my project, uh, projection architecture for the first contact, and they were just what. You want to do what? I said, I want to take the pieces outside because the air is different from inside, outside. And so what I do is I do a lot of collaborations and that's why I'm so inspired with Parkinson and Tupaya with these two guys collaborating, collabing, sharing, learning from each other. And so I've got musicians, rappers, uh, dance groups, the spectator polytech. And then when we did this uh, performance at the Papa, we turned it inside out. We created this piece that went on for about a whole month. And what we did is we took all, filmed everything, and we just brought it out to the audience, and we created this beautiful audio track. And I'm going to leave the because you know what, I'm actually been overwhelmed by just even walking here yesterday when my wife and I were in the Uber car and we looked up and we saw this gigantic cookie uh, right in front of us. And I was actually quite overwhelmed uh, by the size of this dude. But what was even more exciting, like I said before, I was overwhelmed when we walked through that beautiful space with that beautiful energy. Because we had these books that were talking to each other and seeing the real physical paintings because I've only seen them in books. And a lot of it, again, 
Sam and I were actually uh, conversing, but I think we were both overwhelmed by the information. So I'm going to leave the space for you guys to ask those questions. Yeah, so what we've done is we're doing a festival cut and basically we're trying to get prepared for next year because a lot of it was like again done with love where a lot of it was self-funded and a lot of people gave up their own time but it's a different, totally different perspective from Cookie's perspective that we'll be listening to this morning but this is just affirmation for ourselves and for our tamariki. And with that doc beautiful documentary, you get to see or hear yeah, the locals' perspective on the story. Not just telling the story how we're related, but what, how it impacted. And all the information that we've been listening to this morning, for me, it was just like affirmation about some of the people, what they were saying. <coughs> Does that answer the question? Everyone thinks it's uh, that boat that came up, turned up at Tolica Bay, thinks it's Tupai's boat. He's in charge. And they were there for six days. And he had the whole place, he was running the place. But again, it's like seeing whānau or seeing family that you've seen for a long time and sharing that space and exchanging. Because they were asking which what was going back, did you see such and such go back? Because remember, we're not, we're talking about the present, well, the ones that we the information now. But we're talking about the local view about which block was going back with the calls. That's the cool part. Um, one just there and then we've got one up behind. Is it true that a lot of descendants are in the Firth of Thames area? Oh, you mean the, the seeds that were left behind by the crew as well? There are that name, and that's why I mentioned Igorang. Uh, those names, are, and Tupai is actually still, those names are still floating around. That's the cool part. Because I, uh, my daughter was playing against the, new, uh, the Australian team, the Nepal team, was the under 16 team. And in the Australian team, there was a name Tupai at the back, one of the girls who were playing against my daughter, the New Zealand team. And I cracked up laughing, and so I chased her. I said, how did you get that name? So I'm from Hamilton, but my family originally from the East Coast. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Thank you very much, Michael. Can you tell us some more about Cookie and some of the, um, the objects that you've chosen to put in the foreground and the background of, of Cookie's presentation? I like this. Okay, so like I said, I'm still on a journey. I think it's, for all of us, it's a life's work. It will never end. Will, this conversation is probably going to happen 50 years later. We were talking about it this morning. And again, I'm still learning. And now the reason why I put that first photograph of my daughter, because we're both on that same journey. 
and the objects, uh, especially in Germany, I go back to Germany, and again, there's a lot of objects there when I come into contact. I don't, sorry, Mark, I don't wear the gloves because there's no contact, there's no energy. And when you put your hands and when you take the energy from there, they sort of look at me as a real you can't do this. Yes, I can. I'm one of the descendants. And I've come here to actually have this conversation. And all the lonely pieces that are sitting in these basements are all talking to each other, waiting for us to turn up. And it's our job to turn up, well, not the self-appointed bit, but the, basically what I'm trying to do is like open those doors for our tamariki that are coming behind me or beside me. And it's trying to open up that conversation to enlighten and empower. I'm into empowering people about what we are looking at. And like I said, there's a lot of, especially that, uh, that piece with uh, that watercolour for Tupaya, uh, did with the, uh, the kura or the crayfish being swapped. For me, that was like, that's a beautiful collaboration. And then two artists are meeting together. Does that answer your question? I just want to know about the um, decade. Was that just performed once or has it been performed again? Or have you done that kind of installation? Um, I've done, it's, that was probably the biggest one that we've done. Um, these, so a lot of it was like I didn't know about Tupai. And like especially when we went up to Tahiti, um, actually from a Tahitian perspective in Tahiti, they thought he was a traitor. So there's different perspectives, and that's just being open mind. And with the, dan the dance groups, and again, I'm liking them, like why are we doing this? Uh, especially in Hawiti, they wanted to do a harker back to cookie. And talk about, you know, like the, they, they wanted to have this uh, conversation. So just listening to them and their perspective. And I think it was really important to give them the space, like we've been listening to our Thunder Defender this morning, their perspective. And I've been actually overwhelmed by just this, you know, just some of the information, just affirmation again about the interaction between Cookie and this crew. Hello. Look, I'd just like to know a little bit more about um, the Tahitian memories of Tupaya. I can say that I did try to access um, the documentary, uh, and I think that it was. Uh, I got some kind of message up saying that well, I was in the wrong geographic region or something like that, which I probably am. Uh, but um, you were saying that uh, uh, some that in Tahiti, uh, I should imagine there are many memories, but there is a memory of of Tupai being a traitor. It just yep. to me as a there was a young man. There was a guy that was the, who was actually I was quite blown away, and I thought, oh, well, he's a traitor, and, but he's from. Remember, he came over to Tahiti, and again, it's like they had ownership of their own state or their own island. It's like in Marotonga, we're divided into about five different districts. We were warring with each other; it was almost like a civil war. So it's like everyone has their own perspective on Tupai. Uh, actually, the watercolors, and actually, that was a question I wanted to ask some of the guys from the museum. We were because uh, the celebration happening next year. We, wanted, we would love to see some of those objects, those original objects, take that journey back home. Back to where they originally conceived and when actually where these images were actually created. Especially the objects of interest, like the carvings, coming back. Because the USB stick will open up this conversation. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
And again, um, yeah, the, there are different perspectives, but actually, you know what we're celebrating and just giving affirmation to the tamariki for our kids about this new mobile school, the ba'a, or the canoe. And that's actually, again, waking up the navigation skills, wave skills, and the historical side of things, because a lot of us, again, we're trapped into the old mobile selfie, selfie carry-on. And what we're trying to do is give them alternative education, because I said, we've got the highest stat of our people inside. But if we could find a way or different vehicles like this, like these forums, to give affirmation about who they are. And then again, language is so important. Yep, there's three parts. I don't think it's available over the creek. I mean, you, yeah, I think you guys. Oh, the relationship between the two of them? Yeah, I, I, th I think we can learn about ourselves. Because this morning we were learning about ourselves, about the relationship with the Tangata Whenua here, the other whanau over in the islands, and talking about his relationship. And it was, I don't know whether it was jealousy, or whether he wasn't listening, that's why I put this uh, to these fish, and that's Tupaya talk, trying to talk to, uh, to Cookie. I mean, this is just an assumption, you know, just from talk or information I got from journals, but like Anne Salmon, like interviewing these people from their different perspectives and then listening to the people back at home. And again, it's trying to find, okay, what was the relationship? But you know what? I was actually more interested in the relationship with that beautiful young man, Parkinson, and Chupaya. And then you got Solanda. And then you got uh, Sporting. And, and these, and, and again, respect to his crew and respect to him because they had that document, documentation of ourselves. And we're able to go back to those. But then you've got to listen to what the Tanga Whenua say or what, how they see things. I can't give you information about what was the relationship between Tom to Pai. There's still a lot of assumptions in, at this stage. <coughs> Michael, I've been, um, from, from the moment I saw the designs that you did for us for our title block, we knew they were right, they just felt right. And I've been fortunate enough to see your, the source <coughs> material that you provided to us. I'm interested in your artistic pro, um, process for producing those beautiful motifs and whether you knew immediately which things were going to speak for you for that. Was it a struggle or did you just know which pieces of, of, of tongue you needed to represent? graphically for us. Yeah, I already knew it, and actually, probably that was the question, I probably have the right answer with this side, but they're talking about objects. I already knew about the, the nails, the conversation between the nails, and the, when the dolphin almost sunk, when they first arrived, you know, because they were swapping it for sets and pigs. And then looking at the uh, Atamira, the, the speaking seat, the Omo, and there's a beautiful illustration up there, him holding it there, and then the designs on the Atamira, um, and yeah, when I was looking at those designs, I thought, yeah, it has to tell a story because as we're talking this, we didn't have the ABC or that, that type of language, we used the metaphors. And that's the beauty of that language, it's all spoken in metaphors. 
actually even the design for the Tatao, again, that's, that's actually almost like a birth certificate, but that's documentation. It's not a, an aesthetic design. It has a ritual behind it. Does that answer the question? Perfectly, thank you. Okay. Um, if you're interested in having a look at both designs, just look on the title board. It's just a band which goes underneath the title something specific, and you can see those elements that Michael was talking about. Um, if there's no more questions, we'll break now, and we'll be back at 3.30. But let's all thank Michael.